The word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to BromleyTownChurch.com. Last week, I think it was last Saturday, we were up in London at the beginning of the turning. And I think last Sunday I mentioned just that how we've been on the streets there and met a couple of people and we prayed for them and how that was sort of like the beginning. And then we started off here in Bromley last Monday. <sighs> That's how it felt. That's how it felt. I'm not hiding anything. That's how it felt. And it felt like that on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and Saturday as well. <laughs> because I realized that there's a, there's a challenge to going out actually onto the streets. The challenge is overcoming, to be, a, to be honest with you, it's overcoming some of our inhibitions, some of our, dare I say, just Englishness, just that, you know, we're used to being like tucking ourselves away and not just, you know, we can be polite and we can be a bit bolder with people that we've already met because they're developing friendships, but people we haven't met, people who are just walking up towards you in the high street, those people... Hi, my name's Jonathan. What's your name? And they look at you and they're like, what? What have you just said? Who are you? What are you? And not that's being said, but it's being communicated through the body language. You're picking up all sorts of things. But to see so many people going out from here, from the churches in Bromley, and reaching people, and to see day after day the testimonies as people come back together they might have gone out a little bit terrified and traumatized, but they came back rejoicing with what God had done. And that was the same every day. And not only that, we had our evening meetings. Last Sunday evening, we started with a meeting down at Brook Lane. Many of you came along to that. And we had three evening meetings at Brook Lane before, as it were, each night, day before we went out. And then we had three at Bromley Christian Center. And I tell you, God was doing something during those meetings as well. Not only encouraging us as we come together as Christians, but God was doing something in terms of unity and of just melting hearts and of just blending churches together. So by the time we got to like Friday down at Bromley Christian Center, we were having an awesome time. And it's just like the churches are together and the churches are working together and the churches are happy to be together. And we were able to pray at Bromley Christian Center. We were praying, like, God, would you please forgive this disunity, the separations that we have? Will you come and will you bless the unity that we are building in Bromley? So it has been an amazing week, an amazing week in terms of what God has done. It, it seems like when you talk about, well, 212 people praying a prayer of salvation on the streets of Bromley, the numbers seem to go over our heads. We don't know how to take it. We don't know whether to be excited. We don't know, shocked. We don't know quite what to do. We even find it difficult to give God praise. I'll tell you why. Because in our hearts, our hearts are hardened. Our hearts are hardened to think, can God do this? And he does do it. And he does it in front of our eyes. 
the, when I was out on Monday praying with somebody, I'm going through, I've got my little sheet of paper here, I've got my information in front of me, I'm talking to them, and you're going through it quickly. You know, before I go, can I ask you about whether you're, you think you're going to go to heaven? Do you know that without any shadow of a doubt? And the person's looking at you, and they make some response, and you just say, well, that's great. Let me just share some scriptures from the Bible with you. And you're going through these scriptures, and then you say to them, before I go, I'd love to pray a, pr- a prayer of blessing for you. Give me your hand. And they put their hand in yours, and you start praying for them. And you pray, if they've never received Jesus before, may they do so. And then you ask them their name, you, you know their name, and you say to them, you know, John, would you like to receive Jesus? And at that point, you think, like, well, I'm just reading some words here. I've done a you know, pretty poor job in representing, but at least I've done something. You're thinking those things. And then you see this person in front of you say, yes, I'd like to do that. And it's as much as you, you have to like, I'm holding myself together, I'm relaxed, I'm just, you know, yes, this is what I was expecting. You have all of that on the outside. Inside, there's like things are going around 100 miles. What did you say? Are you sure? It, all of that's going on inside. And then you see this dear person praying through the prayer and allowing and asking Jesus to forgive them of their sins and to come into their lives. And that has just been an amazing experience. And it's been an amazing experience to see this happening with all sorts of people across the church, across the churches. You know, we've had a minimum number. The lowest number of people we had going out was 42. The highest number was 60. So that's, you know, 42, 21 groups of two people going out. And so you are mixing up with people from different churches. And it's just been incredible. When I first went out, met some people, and they're like, well, it was all this stuff. Christians, I know I've got nothing to do with that. You get a bit of that, and you think, like, oh, I, don't, I knew this was going to happen. I don't like this. I don't like this. So you do get that. But I noticed that by Saturday, people are like that. There's just some people are like that. And you know what? That's fine. That's okay. Because there's also people who are ripe fruit, and they're waiting to be picked. You know, the thing that struck me... Really, this week, 212 people in Bromley gave their lives to Jesus. What if we'd not had the week of mission? Then that could be that 212 people did not get to hear about the good news of Jesus, did not have the opportunity to respond. And suddenly, when you look at it like that, you think, like, wow, we have been called to go and make disciples. And that's the first bit. The first bit has been done. We've gone out and we have found that God in his wonderful work has been touching the lives of people and drawing them in. And now begins the second phase when we're seeking to follow those people up because we've been getting details from those certainly. Some people say, no, I don't want to give you my details. That's fine. God has sown a seed and they have prayed a prayer in their hearts. Something has begun. But other people are more than, yes, I'd like to connect. Helen and I met a French guy. You when you try to ask somebody their name, you see, so you're trying to, in those first few seconds, you're trying to get hold of their name. Now his name was Eric, so that was quite easy. But when it came to filling out the forms because he wanted to give us his details, his surname was unpronounceable to me because suddenly he was telling us it was a Gallic surname and it had D and Q and U and I can't even pronounce your name. But he was so willing to give us his details, so wanting to be followed up, so wanting to connect, 
to some other people. He obviously had a background of something to do with faith, but he's saying, I can't do it on my own. I want to meet with other people. And you think, like, this is just some guy I've, I've just spoken to on a seat in Bromley, and he's telling me these things, and he wants to connect with Jesus. What a wonderful privilege it is for us to connect with people. I'll just give you one more story. Helen and I were out. We'd seen this guy, so we were quite encouraged to think that this, this guy had given his life to Jesus. And we were walking up East Street, and you've got various people walking past you, and you think, like, should I, should I, whatever. And uh, we went just around the corner to where the railway pub is. And as we were just going around the corner, two people came out. So I thought... You've got to do it. So, and I thought, a bit dangerous when you've got two, you know, but never mind. I look at one guy in the eye and I just say, hi, my name's Jonathan, what's your name? And I actually, Joshua, I think his name was. And so he said, Joshua. And he's obviously coming out for his tea break or something, you see. So he, I think he's smoking a cigarette, in actual fact. And so I was started going through the script that we've got talking to him. And he says, yes, he wants to receive Jesus. So we pray this prayer with him, and we, we go through the details, which is great, and we start taking some details from him. And then I turn to his friend, who's had a cup of coffee, and by now has drunk his cup of coffee. And I says, and you? My name's Jonathan, about to start there. Who are you? What are you doing? So I said, well, we're, we're Christians from Bromley. Well, you know, are you, no, he didn't say, are you Christian? He said, are you Jehovah's Witnesses? Let me go back, actually. I remember now what happened. I said... My name's Jonathan. What's your name? He says Christian. I thought, Christian? So your name is Christian? And he says, no, I am a Christian. Oh, okay. So you are a Christian. So I'm a bit confused at this point. And then he came out. Are you Jehovah's Witnesses? You know, he was trying to find out exactly what was going on. So Helen says, no, no, no. We're from the churches in Bromley. And uh, we're just out here and we're sharing our faith. And, uh, well, what church do you come from? So we said, well, we, you know, we come from Bromley Town Church. Well, Helen would say that she's very nice. We come from Bromley Town Church. <laughs> Calm, serene, very nice. So then he says, I used to go to Bromley Town Church. And I'm thinking like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought, that's quite good. I, obviously, this is inside. These are my inner thoughts here. These are my inner thoughts. So I'm thinking like, yeah, I, I don't recognize you. I don't know what's going on. You know, you've been to Bromley Town Church. And then he says, he says, yeah, Henry. Henry's dad used to run that church. <laughs> that's me. That's me. Helen actually was saying, like, I'm Henry's mum. I'm Henry's mum. That's his dad. That's his dad. And we were just, like, flawed. And then, obviously, the conversation opened up. So, like, all of his negativity about worries started to drop away. And then, of course, we find out that he was... Um, Finlay, Steve, I want to say Stephen. Debbie Finlay's son. Anyway, those of you who remember Debbie Finlay from a, a long while back, Christopher, yes, he and his sister used to come along to the church. And his sister was actually in my son Henry's class at school. And so we had this conversation, and he actually goes along to another church in Bromley from time to time. And, and so we, you know, we had this good conversation. But it was just one of those moments where you think, like, when he said Henry, I thought, oh, this is getting interesting. Henry's dad runs the church. That was the point at which I was thinking, like, what is going on here? That's me. <laughs> you know, what a coincidence, you start thinking. There aren't any coincidences because God has been out on the streets and there's many stories. Listen, I just don't want to tell you my stories. I would like you to hear stories of people who have been out on the streets. Mark, why don't you come down, first of all? 
Last week I was telling you, Mark was up in London last week and we were declaring that it was a little bit, uh, we were a bit nervous about this week, Mark. Is that not true? Tell us some stories about what happened. Yeah, it was high anxiety, really. <laughs> um, but God was with us and we got through it. Thank you, Jonathan. Yes. Yeah, just a, a story that happened yesterday. Yesterday I was working with uh, Jane Voy, uh, Stuart's wife. She's, uh, she's in Kids Church today. But we were out on the street. And, and funny, East Street seems to be, be like a fertile ground. I don't know why. But uh, So we were walking down East Street and, and Jane uh, stopped her, uh, a young woman called Jasmine and led her to the Lord there. And then it was really wonderful. Uh, and then we walked along a bit further. And then and Jane said to me, hey, look, over there, Mark, isn't that where you and Jan uh, had your wedding reception? And it was used to be called Ferraris, and it's, it's changed names several and owners several times since. And uh, I said, yeah, that's right. So we looked over, and there was a guy sitting outside having a cigarette. And uh, for those of you that did the turning this week, you know that when someone's out there having a cigarette somewhere, that's the time to grab someone. And so uh, I went over to this fella and, uh, you know, did, did the script. And um, he was a little bit resistant and indifferent and sceptical and all the rest of it. But he just sort of, uh, he just kind of prayed along. And, 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 it, and it seemed that uh, without... I don't want to add to the, the story, the reality of what really happened, but it was as if God was touching him, um, not in an emotional way. There wasn't, there wasn't really that emotional attachment that I felt with him, but it just as if God was drawing him in, to himself. And so we, we prayed the prayer, and he prayed along. There was this, you know, it was a big strapping guy in his suit, and I think he was the uh, duty manager. And um, at the end of it all, I said, well, you know, it's great, blah, blah, blah. And we'd really like to connect with you over coffee. And, and can I take some details? And he says, yeah, give me that bit of paper. And so he just writes everything out in, in its entirety. And I said, was well, it okay from data protection point of view that we can contact you? He said, oh, yeah, 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 tick, tick, tick. And that was the end of it. it in many ways, it was unremarkable. But, in, but on another level, yes. you felt that God was doing something. Yes. And, and you felt also that you weren't really doing it. It was God that was doing it. And that was the, 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 the crazy thing about the week. Yes. Yeah. Mark, just tell me, at the end of the week, at the beginning of the week, how different did you feel? Did I you felt feel? just as terrified at the end of the week <laughs> as I did at the beginning of the week. <laughs> but, but you felt as though it had been worthwhile. Very much so. It, it really uh, has really helped me, actually, uh, being serious now. Uh, and, and I did feel a bit more confident as, as the week got, went on. But uh, when, you, when you're turning up every day, as we were, and then you were going through this training, all the time I was going through the training, because I'd had the training, I'd had the training, I'd had the training, I'm thinking, I just want to get out there and get it over and done with. It was a bit, it was a bit like that. But, you know, the fact is, uh, God loves to use each one of us, you know, uh, um, with all our imperfections, we're, we're cracked pots, as it says in the word, but God loves to shine his light through those cracks in our lives. Yes, amen. 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 Well done. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Who else would like to come and give some testimony of what's happened? Come on, Irene. And somebody else after Irene as well? Clive, thank you. Oh, hi. Just to say, um, quite a few people got saved near M&S. So for me, it's no longer M&S. It's miracles and salvation. That's one thing. And uh, 
It's 214 souls would be saved because yesterday I was on the bus and I thought, oh no, Lord, you're not asking me. I'm so dizzy and tired. Souls to be saved. And there was a man who's literally smiling at me as if he knew me. And he wanted to talk to me and I was like really breathless like I am now. I thought, oh no, please, Lord, I just want to be on the bus, look at the sky, enjoy everything. You can do all that later. There's this guy. Yeah, well, is he getting off at the next stop? Don't argue with me. No, I mean about the arguing. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Help me out, Lord. Just, he was smiling and again. And so I moved nearer because if 358 at 4, I'm sitting there and he's sitting right near the uh, driver. I thought, oh, okay. So I manoeuvred my, ne- my way, just chatting and smiling. I said, I thought, okay, here goes. Hi, oh, not yet. Hello, what's your name? My name's Irene. And, uh, you know, and I said things the other way around. And I said, uh, free gift of salvation for those who uh, call on the name of the Lord. And uh, the wages of sin is death. Other way around. Okay, anyway. In the end, he, I said, um, yeah, and we talked. I said, would you like to give your life to Jesus? I thought, I'm going to get off here. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I, I waited three more stops. I thought, never mind. So he, he said, yeah. And then I said... Wow, this is amazing. You did that? You said it? Would you like to say it? I said to him, because, you know, I'm too lazy to read it and then get them to repeat it. So I just said, would you like to do it? And so they do. And he did. And I was like, oh, I've broke all the rules. This is amazing. And you've done this. And you said, yeah. He said, okay. I said, would you like uh, to put your phone number and uh, everything or just leave it like that? I said, Oh, just leave it. Okay, thanks. And there was another one on Brackley Road. And I thought I'd been raining. I caught in the park. And I thought, no, another one. Okay, he's got his headphones on, so I don't have to, do I? No, it's okay. I said, just go, just go. So I did it. And the same thing happened. And he took his, you know, phone off and everything. And it was just, it was amazing the way he did it and everything. But again, I chickened out. I didn't ask him for his details. And I should have done, and I could have done, but I'll be honest, I chickened out. And as for the testimonies and for everything we've been doing this week, um, yeah, it's still hard, it's difficult, even though I talk to people and all sorts, because I've just got used to having this, what you call, friendship with people, chatting in the coffee shops, and now it's suddenly, it's all a different thing, it's full on, it's suddenly something I'm like... Hi, my name's, what's your name, and all that, and uh, if you're going to die today, did you know? Oh, Lord. It's just different. But I've found one thing. When I don't do it that way, it doesn't work. And somehow, somewhere, I, I asked Mandy, I said, what is it? Is there a magic formula on this? I'm sorry to be uh, sceptical, but she said, no. Just follow it. It's obedience. It is obedience. And so there's lots more I could say, but I won't. I'd like to, but... Amen. 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 I think, just for clarity's sake, there's a script that the turning encourages us to use. And this just guides you through being able to bring the gospel to somebody. And so what Irene's saying is like, you know, like sometimes we just think like, oh, we'll just use our own words. And so this feels like, okay, I'm being narrowed down. And I understand that. But at the same time, what happens is this actually directs you and keeps you focused and causes you to get to a place where you can ask somebody, would you like to receive Jesus? And so it it does a wonderful job, and it's very useful. So I understand it's, in one sense, limiting, but it's also 
greatly anointed and God uses it. Clive, come and talk to us. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, I think it's been a bit like fasting, you know? You know the thought of fasting, you think, do I want to do this? Not really. <laughs> and also you think to yourself, I know I might be fasting for a week, whatever type of fasting, you think, so when does it finish? I'm hoping I can get to the end. But the other thing I'd say about it, there's an obedience thing too when it comes to fasting. You think, I know it's what the Bible says we should do. And when I have fasted, I found actually at the end of it, actually there's something about it and I am closer to God. And it's the same with this experience, okay? It's that going out, and I had the privilege of being here most of the time, uh, you know, was difficult at the beginning of the week. Um, I went out with Anne, uh, Anne O'Connor, and we had a precious time. And as it's gone through, I felt that the presence of God and I felt more confident uh, as well, which has been really, really great. I'm going to give you two examples of what happened. Uh, towards the end of the week, Gail uh, and I went out together, which was really good. Uh, and we, I don't know what day it was, I think it was Friday, and uh, there were so many of us in here that we said actually some of us would go down to Shortlands. So we wandered down, all the way down to Shortlands, and of course there's really nobody there in Shortlands, that's why we're all in, in Bromley, but there were so many, 60 of us, so therefore we had to spread ourselves out a bit. Uh, and even then you found there's a couple from us down the end of Shortlands, you think there's, there's absolutely nobody here at all, what are we going to do? Uh, but as we were walking up the road, there was a guy coming, a tall bloke, right, tall, and, you know, young guy, got his headphones in, and, he's, and I thought, well, I'm going to have to do something here. And one of the things that we discovered, actually, it's easy to talk to somebody when they're stationary, okay? Yeah. If they're walking, they might continue to walk, and <laughs> it's quite difficult. But he was walking towards us, and that seemed he's going to have to stop, you know? And uh, so I just said, hi, what's your name? My name's Clive, what's your name? And I've got two things that I want to share with you, that God loves you. And he's got an awesome plan for your life. And he, you know, he took his headphones out and he engaged, shook my hand uh, as well. And we went right the way through the script. You know, we shared. I prayed a blessing. Again, and I prayed a blessing over him. And then we said, would you like to pray the prayer of salvation? He said, yes, he would. And we prayed the prayer of salvation, which was a joy. You know, and it's just thinking, this is, you know, if you go by your own thing, this bloke's never going to say yes, is he? It's all young guy, it's no, no, you know, that's what you think, but actually that's not true, that's not true, actually, he had the opportunity to say, do you know what, I'm not interested at all, mate, but he didn't, yeah, he said, right. I do want to that's hear right. this, and he has given us our details, and in terms of follow-up, we've allocated him to Kevin, and I'm hoping Kevin's going to be able to get through to him, and have a coffee with him, and take him on the next stage of follow-up, and then finally I want to say this, is it was a real joy, actually, it was on Thursday, uh, Gail and I went out through, through the Queen's Gardens and went around there. We were chasing Jonathan and Helen around. We were trying to miss where you were going. And, and we went around the other way. And who should we see there but Kelly? Kelly is one of our uh, regulars here now with her dog. And there she is there. We thought, There's Kelly. We'd already actually sat down with somebody else and led them to the Lord beforehand. But then we, we were so excited. Oh, there's Kelly. So we went over and Kelly's there with her key worker, Jess. Now, you can imagine this moment now. I mean, you obviously knew Kelly. It was great to see her and so on and so forth. We didn't know Jess. Now, Jess is actually signing all that we're saying <laughs> to her for Kelly's sake. So it was quite an interesting story, as I was saying. My name's Clive. <laughs> I've got two good things to say to you. She's doing all this. Thing to, you know, that God loves you, has an awesome plan for you, Jess. And if you were to die tomorrow... In the unlikely event, I always felt I had to say that, really, you know, because it feels a bit, you know, you know, do you have a real assurance 
that you will go to heaven. And she's signing, you know, and she said, no, I don't. I said, well, I want to just read these, these uh, verses to you. And I'd read the verses out to her. And then I said, can, I play, can we play a blessing over you? Yes. And actually, when it came to praying the prayer of salvation, Gail was sharing the words with Kelly so she could read them. And then we were able to pray, Amen. and she prayed the words of salvation. So it was a great thing. So we saw this salvation come through. Now we're into the follow-up stage. Now she lives in North London. But we're hoping that Evelyn's going to follow her up. We're hoping that we're going to get her here to do some signing for us as well. You never know, she might do it. I was encouraging her. You don't need to come along. Come along with Kelly and do some signing as well and come to know the Lord. Praise God. Amen. 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 It's just so amazing to see such wonderful testimonies. What Clive didn't say, he did, his, as she told me, is that when they were talking to, to Kelly's key worker, Jess, Kelly is sort of doing signs like this. It's like you're, you know, you're reeling her in. You're, <laughs> you're drawing her towards the Lord, which is wonderful. Let me have somebody else. Yes, Yomi. Now, in actual fact, Yomi can talk about two things. Well, you yeah. can t- you can, because something, not only did we do the turning this week, so we were fully involved in that, something else happened this week, which is really exciting. William and Yomi have been going up to Bromley College and have been meeting with the chaplain of Bromley College. And uh, this lady has been very excited to think the churches are trying to make connection with them. They've got lots of students who are obviously on that campus. You know, and we're saying, can we as a church do anything to connect with them? And she's saying, yes, now what can you do? And she invites us, our church, up to run a table so they have an opening morning where they have students coming in, seeing what's going on, all different departments, different, you know, different things they can get involved with. And so the chaplain enabled us to have a table right near the entrance of where the students come in. And so they ran a competition and connected with many people. You can tell a little bit of story about that too. Yes, indeed. Indeed. It, and it's amazing how it happened in the same week of the turning. And in fact, I think we started at 11.30, exactly the same time that the group were out on the streets of Bromley. So it's not a coincidence. Um, But it was an amazing time. I mean, myself, William, uh, Grace was there uh, a day before she went to (laughs) to university. Uh, Anne was there as well, and Gushin was there. And uh, you can just imagine, it's a hall with many tables for different organizations. And she managed to get us prime position. The second table as they came in. Uh, And so we ran a competition. A Ten Commandment competition. With a headset as the prize. Of course, that was a draw. So we had a lot of people come to complete the uh, competition. Including some people who cheated. We could see that. But that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, But the outcome was we had... Going in, we have three aims. We wanted at least 12 people to register interest in Alpha. Uh, We wanted at least 12 people to register interest in a live group that we want to run on campus. Uh, And also, we wanted at least three drummers (laughs) from there as well. Um, Well, we got 20 people registering interest for Alpha. Wow. Uh, we got 19 who said they wanted to be part of a live group, although I think about 10 of them put both down. And uh, six people ticked, I'm a drummer. 
So it was amazing. And there were loads and loads of students that we saw that we were able to converse with, we were able to talk to. And I think it's important that we get out, which is what we've done this week, to get out of these four walls and engage and engage people. So as Pastor Jonathan said, the follow-up is the key thing now. That's what we've got to get to. And uh, we will try and involve as many people as are willing because it's a great work. I'll tell you what, I'll go on to the turning. It's, I actually took the week off. Uh, I took the whole week off because I'm really um, excited about the turning. Um, now, William asked me, well, you find this easy, don't you? Go and answer it. And I said, actually, no, I don't. <laughs> because it's not my natural thing, walking up to a stranger and introducing myself. Uh, but my thing was, I, I don't think about it at all <laughs> until I have to go out. Because I don't want to think about all the kind of faces I'm going to see. I just, I'm not going to think about it and I'll just go out. But there were some amazing stories. I mean, on Saturday, I went out with uh, Victoria from Brook Lane. And, uh, and this lady we approached, Michelle. And, um, and we went through the whole process and she gave her life. And my daughter, Deborah, was with me as well. And at the end, Michelle said, I feel like crying. I feel goosebumps all over me. Amen. And we were able to explain Amen. to her that that is the presence of the Lord on her. And she was so looking forward to connecting to somebody coming to her. And as you said, well, she was just out there shopping. If we hadn't been there, that was, that's what you call a right. She was so ready. But without us going out to actually tell her, she would have just passed on. We had another uh, one a few days ago. Uh, so we, we caught up to a lady, a uh, Chinese lady, and, uh, and she was walking to Sainsbury's. And so we said, okay, we'll walk with you. So we walked with her, and we're talking as we're walking. And just as we were about to go into Sainsbury's, we get to the, can I pray a blessing over you? I'd like to pray this over you. And she said, okay, yes. Now, the interesting thing is before we got there, when I said about heaven, she said, I'm a Buddhist. So, as we've learned through the process, you go, great. <laughs> Let me tell you what the Bible says. <laughs> and that's what we did. And so we prayed a blessing over her. And then asked her the question, would you like to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? She said, yes. And we prayed that prayer with her. And she was keen for us to follow up. And she gave us the details. And again... In our own natural minds, the point at which she says, I'm a Buddhist, you kind of go, okay, I'll leave you alone. But what we've learned through this process is, this is the kingdom of God, and it's about boldness. If someone's going into a raging fire, if you say, let me rescue, and they go, no, leave me alone. You don't just go, okay, off you go. No, no, you do everything that you possibly can Come on. until you can do no more. And that's what we've been taught to do. Be bold. There was another guy, and this would be the, uh, this last one. So we ran into him just behind Primac, and Antonio is his name. And, uh, and again, we took him through the gospel. Um, he was actually smoking as we were taking him through the gospel. <laughs> And we got to the bit about praying a blessing over him, and we prayed over him, and then I asked him if he would like to give his life. And he said, yes. So we took him through the prayer. And after we finished the prayer and said amen, he literally went, 
threw the cigarette away. Clearly something had happened. And what we found, what I found, two things I found. The evening sessions were, for me, absolutely critical. Because I noticed that it wasn't anything to do with what we were doing. It was really God's presence. And the other thing I noticed was between praying the blessing and asking the question, something clearly happens. Yes, that's right. Because the demeanor completely changes. So when they say yes, we recognize, ah, this is nothing to do with what I've said or how I've said it. Clearly something's happening. That's right. Amen? Amen, amen. That's very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Julia, Julia, would you like to come up? I know you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. But (laughs) I'm using Julia as an example of somebody who certainly doesn't find this easy. Is that right? And it's not about whether you led loads of people to Jesus. You did go out on the streets. So just tell people how you found it. Even if it was terrifying, tell them. Because it's just the truth. So I had planned to go out on Tuesday. So I came to the Monday evening service. Got here Tuesday. I had sort of a two-hour window because we have a little puppy at home. So I knew how long I could leave him for. Came to the morning on Tuesday morning. Was completely terrified and it got to 20 past 11 and we still hadn't gone out and I had to leave at 12 so I knew that I wasn't going to get out that day so I had to go home and know that I was going to come back the next day so I had another whole day of waiting and feeling sick and not wanting to do it but I came back the next day and I came back a bit later so that I had already had the teaching um, and Mark had very kindly said to me the, the day before that I could go out with him so I knew I was going out with a bit of a pro and, uh, and a familiar face. <laughs> so um, we, yeah, we went out onto the high street, and I just felt like I was just not going to be able to say anything, that I was just going to completely dry up. Had the script, I'd read it, I'd practiced it, said it all right in practice, but I just thought, I'd, when it comes to it, I don't think I'm going to be able to say anything. So anyway, Mark did the first few, and I was actually quite surprised, because he was approaching men, and I was quite surprised at how... Um, how open men were to just take your hand and shake it. And, yeah, I know. And I, I hate it when people approach me in the high street. Yeah. I'm a, no thank you, no thank you, you know, I won't even let them get past what their, what their charity is. So I'm going in sceptical because I know how much I hate it. Um, so, yeah, I was quite surprised at how, how welcoming men were to actually put their hand forward and tell you their name. So I attempted a few women... And uh, most of the time, I didn't even get past, hello, my name is. They were like, no, thank you, walked past. So I think perhaps women are maybe a little more reserved than the men. Don't know, which surprised me. Um, But I did speak to a couple of women. Um, One woman was sitting on the bench outside Marks and Spencers. And uh, she was actually a Christian already, so I prayed a blessing on her. So that 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 eased me in to having got through half the script. And then... There was another lady standing there, and Mark said, go on, go on. So I went over and spoke to her, and um, she was a really sweet lady, and she was very happy to read everything with me, and I went through the whole thing, and then I said, would you like to uh, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And she said, yes, yes. (laughs) And again, I was a bit like, are you sure? Do you know what you're saying? (laughs) And yes, she, she read it all through, and then I said, it would be really lovely if we could connect with you. And she said... Well, I'm going back to the Philippines, and I thought, oh, okay, that's not really going to work. But I did it, 
I went out there and I did it. Yes. And I was obedient. And I can't say I felt any deep connection, but I know that I went out there and did what we've been asked to do. So, yeah, it's nothing majorly spiritual for me, I'm afraid, but I ticked the box and I did it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. It's, uh, what Julie has just said is quite important. It's just about obedience. I had to do it because I'm the pastor of the church. Okay? It's the truth. It's the truth. The sad thing is we spend far too much time in here and not enough time reaching other people. And the reason we don't reach them is because we're not quite sure how to reach them. And we are concerned about what their reactions are. And none of us likes to be rejected. And so therefore... We look at those things, which, which do honestly affect us, and we take note of them, and we diligently come to church next Sunday, and we join in. But you see, we weren't called just to be in here. We all know that. But he's told us to go and make disciples. And so what Julia was just describing there, like, oh, I've got to do it. You know, there was a room full of people. Well, no, there's one or two evangelists like, yeah, we do it all the time. And everybody says, like, you sit over there. We're sitting on this side. Sort of like you keep away from those people. They do it all the time. We don't do it all the time. But we come here and we say like, we don't like to say we're fearful. We don't, I'm, I'm nervous. We use all sorts of words. Inside we're melting. But we melt when we see what he does to people. And you suddenly think like, well, I'm not perfect. And I'm not perfect. I've been brought on a journey. I'm still being on a journey. I still need to continue on the journey that God's taking me. We all do. But we realize he's faithful at winning people. And all of the stories, I think you hear this same thing, like, you know, it, we all get, it wasn't me. God did something. God did something. Even with the people who sort of say, like, all right, what have you got to say? So, you know, this attitude, you think like, oh, this isn't going to go too well. And you say to them, you know, you ask them questions, they give you a reply, and you say, before I go, can I just pray for you? And you take hold of their hand, and you pray for them, and, the, and then you say, would you like to receive Jesus? And they say, say no. You say, okay. But th at that point, the whole of their attitude and demeanor has changed. And they're saying, thank you very much. Thank you for what you've said. Thank you for praying for me. And then they go their way. So there's people who are fruit that literally fall from the tree, and there are people who like... You're giving it a tug, and it, it doesn't want to come off the tree. But they don't walk away angry. They walk away blessed. And, they, and they, you feel that. And I was really encouraged with that. And that happened so many times. What we did on the streets was only part of it. The follow-up is so important. Because we weren't called to make converts. We were called to make disciples. And that's what we need to do. So having done that first part, Clive has been very effectively helping us with get all the names on the computer so that we can start to follow people up. And there's some discipleship material that we're going to be using, which is called The Turning, and it's from The Turning, and it's got a number of things in there. And lots of you have came to the training sessions that we did. Those people who did, if you... If Clive doesn't know that you came to a training session, then please make sure he does, because obviously you are then in a place to be able to actually get alongside somebody. If there are people who really think like, boy, I should have come to this, uh, then we need to talk to you, so we need to give you some training so that we can actually get more people involved in the training. And even if you don't do it this time, we're going to carry on doing the turning 
with other churches once a month at the weekend to connect with people. And next year, next September, there's going to be another London-wide thing. Now, I haven't told you something. I told you that 212 people gave their lives to Jesus in this particular area, in Bromley Central. This was our hub. What I haven't told you is that across the borough of Bromley, and don't forget, one of the reasons we were doing it across the borough is so that we could bring the church of the borough together. And that's why we're celebrating tonight. Of the borough, 435 people gave their lives to Jesus across the borough of Bromley, which is an amazing number. And you know that it wasn't just happening in Bromley Borough, but the idea of the turning was to be affecting the boroughs of London. It didn't go in every borough, but there were many other places where it was happening. And 1,144 people gave their lives to Jesus across the whole of London. In truth, I've never seen an evangelistic outreach where the church, not where a, a, a big evangelist is coming in. You know, they've had a stadium event. We've had those. We've had Billy Grahams. We've had Lewis Palau's. We've had all sorts of things in my memory that have come to Bromley or near to Bromley, to Croydon or something. But I've never seen the church, just the ordinary people, just us, going out together as churches together to reach people. I've never seen that happen in Bromley before. And so God is doing some amazing things in these days, and we are really encouraged. Yeah, we still feel that like, there's a mountain. I feel like when you come in, it's much easier, listen to this, it's much, much easier having been on the street to come back to the church. Oh, it's easy. In here, ready to go out on the mission, <laughs> you feel like that. But coming back, it's like, oh, okay, it wasn't as bad as I thought. It's been okay. Uh, you know, people have said yes to Jesus, and it's been wonderful. So we just need to remember what God is the one who helps us. On Monday, I, having been out, I just had thousands of questions in my mind. And I was pondering it and thinking it through. And I think on Tuesday morning, I was praying in here. And uh, I just was reminded of that story where Jesus came and used Peter's boat. Jesus came to the, uh, to the edge of, of Galilee and he needed to speak to the people so he said to one of the fishermen, give me your boat and he gets in his boat and he preaches to everybody. And then at the end of it, he turns to Peter and says, you know, like, you know have, you been, have you caught any fish? He says, no, 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 we've been fishing all night, we didn't catch anything. And Jesus just says to him, put out into deep water and let down your nets and you'll get a catch. And that's at that point when Jesus said that, he says, ah, oh, we've been fishing all night, we got caught nothing. But because you say so, I will do it. And so Peter and his friends, who were fishermen, who knew all about the fact that the daytime is not the best time to catch fish and things like that, they just believed Jesus. They put out into the deep water. They let down their nets. And they had such a catch, they could hardly get it into their boat and so they were like, what has happened? And I felt God speak to me. He says, you, you want to spend all your time in the shallow water where it's safe. Where it's safe. And in fact, Mark didn't say this, but he said it to me earlier. We love to stay in our comfort zones, our safety zones. And Mark said to me, I think what we need to learn is we've got to live in a danger zone. Where it feels a bit uncomfortable. 
but a place where God is. And God said to Peter, I want you to put out into the deep water. I want you to put out where it's no longer safe, where it's no longer easy to get to the shore. I want you to put out into a place where you're vulnerable, but in that place, I can do things. And that spoke to me, and I thought, okay, we need to be prepared to come away from the safety, to walk away a little bit from, oh, you know, could I read a script to somebody? Could I learn this? Could I do that? Yes, you can. Yes, you might be nervous. Yes, you might just be reading it and shaking at the same time. But God can use you because he's called you and he loves you and he wants you to fulfill his purposes. And so the whosoevers, of which we're all whosoevers, we can do work for God. One final testimony. Monday I went out and we actually had somebody who prayed the prayer, so I felt like this was a good time. Tuesday, everybody I spoke to, it was, we prayed some prayers of blessing nobody wanted to say. And I just thought, you know what? It's not about numbers. It's been a day. And we've been out there, and we've done what God wanted us to do. So we're coming back to the church. So this is now I'm finished. I'm now feeling happy. That's over. So I'm walking back to the church, literally just about to come to the church, and I see sitting on the wall... Joey. And Joey is the guy who works at the bank, at the Metro Bank. Joey is the guy, if you remember, some of you might have heard this story. Months ago, somebody, an annoyed customer, came into the bank with a, uh, a can of petrol and started throwing it around. And they threw it on Joey and they were going to light it because they were so angry. And so they had to shut the Metro Bank, they had to get the police in, all sorts of things happened. And they came and used our building for just some counseling and stuff. That's how I got to know Joey, and I've spoken to him a few times, but I've never told him the gospel. Never told him the gospel. I've been friendly. I've done all the things we're supposed to do, but I've never told him the gospel. There was Joey, and I thought, well, he's just had 40 people walk past him who've all been evangelizing. I wonder what's happened. So I said, Joey, has anybody spoken to you? So he says, well, lots of people have spoken to me because I've been working in the bank. But I said, has anybody spoken to you? And I just thought, like, nobody's said anything to him. And yet he's sitting right by the church, sitting there. For goodness sake, why not? So I said, Joey, the reason that we're out this morning is because we've been telling people about Jesus. Can I just go through this? And I said, Joey, God loves you. And he has an amazing plan for your life. Let me ask you a question. If you were to die tonight, and please, I hope that wouldn't happen. But if you were to die tonight, do you know for certain, without any shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven. And he says, that, well, I just moved on. Let me show you three scriptures from the Bible, Joey. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. That whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I turned over and I said, Joey, can I pray for you? And so I prayed and I prayed in that prayer I said, Lord, I pray that you bless Joey and his family with long and healthy lives. Make yourself so real to him. And if Joey has never received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, I pray that he would do so right now. And I said, Joey, would you like to receive Jesus as your Lord? And he said, yes. And I went through that prayer with him. And as I finished the prayer, I read what it said on the script. Joey, I have the best news for you. If you really meant that prayer. And he said, I did mean it. I thought, wow. And so I was able to, I will connect with him and talk with him more. But this is what God does. 
These are amazing things. But it's taught me that we take so much for granted. We can be nice, but there comes a point, niceness is only one thing. Telling people the truth and giving them the opportunity to meet with Jesus is what's so important. I want to thank everybody who's done so well in getting out on the streets, so well at just going through those barriers, so well at just, <gasps> okay, let's get on with it. So well, not from this church alone, but from the churches of Bromley, the group of people. What God has done amongst us as church has been phenomenal, and we want to give him praise for that. And we want to continue to pray for those people that responded, to ask that God would really touch them, that there would be many coffees being had in coffee shops as people are helping people come to know Jesus. And that in time, wouldn't it be great that we had somebody who got saved on the streets up here saying, hey, I was just going about my business when some nutter came up to me and said, hi, what's your name? And it happened from there. When we hear those words, won't that be a time for rejoicing? Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.